Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Oh, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. When I think about the concept of revolution and nonviolent resistance, I think of first starting with embracing our collective empathy. The fact that we are so divided is all part of the mission to keep us that way so that we can continue to fuel conflicts without the benefactors of those conflicts having to get involved at all. It is our responsibility to try to understand our neighbors, the people around us, the people who are involved the people who are wrapped up in the mess the same way you are, and the people who seem to be your enemies. Try to understand those you perceive as your enemies. Imagine walking in their shoes and see why they feel the way they do. Through that, hopefully, we can unearth some common humanity that unites us all. And through it, we can let empathy be our most powerful, potent navigator and weapon. We must also work to demolish the chains of informational control. The power of knowledge should belong to the hands of the masses, not the few. We must break the shackles of informational control by seeking the truth, challenging narratives, and not accepting information at face value. An informed population is a formidable force against manipulation. Revolution can't be a violent upheaval at every turn. Though violence is not always the incorrect response, historically speaking, it can be better to embrace a sense of cooperation over competition. Join some marches and some rallies and your union, 
Don't be afraid to get involved in nonviolent resistance. Gather and express your grievances, raise awareness, demand change, show up and use your voice. Participate in civil disobedience, which means you are deliberately breaking laws or regulations that are considered unjust or oppressive, so it's not harmful to break those laws. This can include acts like sit-ins or boycotts or refusing to comply with certain orders. Participate in non-cooperation or strikes. Workers and entire communities can engage in non-cooperation by refusing to work or pay taxes or participate in government activities through strikes and labor actions, but general strikes are truly effective ways to demonstrate economic and social power in a very concise and quote-unquote socially acceptable way. With sit-ins and occupations, by occupying public spaces or buildings or institutions, you can also draw attention to issues. Nonviolent activists can also engage with lawmakers, government officials, and institutions. By advocating for change throughout peaceful dialogue and persuasion, by becoming a vocal proponent and advocating or lobbying for change. Art and music and literature can also be powerful tools for conveying message of resistance and dissent. Artists can use their creativity to inspire and educate. But let's not forget that social media exists and is and has been a very powerful catalyst for change. If you've got a platform, use it. But if not, join with others who do to promote activists that are willing to disseminate information, organize movements, or garner international support for their causes. But look into the shit that's actually working. Think smarter, not harder, by looking into who's already doing the work. A lot of really powerful political movements and civil rights movements and human rights movements are already taking action. I truly always recommend starting local and then zooming out, but figure out what you're passionate about, or at least what's pissing you off today, and go from there. Then seek out the people who are already participating in ways to utilize nonviolent resistance in ways that oppose oppression or seek justice and protect basic rights or do similar movements for environmental justice or advocacy. And if I were to break it down to the basic core of it all, it starts with recognizing who you are, what you give a shit about, what you bring to the table, and don't be afraid to admit what you bring to the table. You do have gifts and talents, no matter how obscure they seem to be or may have felt in a capitalist system. Who's to say they wouldn't work in other alternative self-sustaining economies? If you want to reduce dependence on the oppressive systems, you can build independence by building your own system. Obviously, this is easier said than done, but you're going to need to get in contact with other people to do this. Because at the end of the day, all activism comes down to community. Regardless of the type of activism, it takes getting involved with shit that's already happening or creating your own momentum, but getting other people involved in the shit that you're going to have happening from that momentum. Either way, it's typically not done alone. So don't be afraid to reach out to others, see how others are getting involved, see what fires you up in the moment, and do some basic reflecting on your own abilities, whether they be artistic and cultural or economic and political, or if they're more social. Like, what if you're great at conflict resolution and peaceful reconciliation or writing or planning or setting up, but your whole life you have thought you were just an overthinker? Well, guess what, comrade? There's room for you. 
most successful movements, historically speaking, have not been afraid to utilize nonviolent resistance to bring about significant change, but it typically comes from being brave enough to talk about it. So don't be afraid to talk about it. With an open mind, for sure. Because the more we understand anything, whether it be our allies or our enemies, the easier it is to align ourselves with or against them once we are aware of the full picture. Anyway, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, cutie. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.